Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to Twin Cities by Night and our third story arc, Dread. Dread is set in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, Minneapolis, and St. Paul in the hot and humid summer of 2011. Join us again and continue to follow the journey of Katow, played by Quinn, and William, played by Slavic, as they continue to traverse the dark society held within the Twin Cities. They will be joined by three new kindred, Warren, a Tremere, played by Adam, Valentine, a Nosferatu, played by Alex, and Lenny, a Nosferatu, played by Andrew. The quarter will find themselves joined together by a sense of dread. If you would like to contact us, you can follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. So Lenny, you're walking off with Valentine and Valentine gets into his vehicle with uh, where his you had you you actually didn't never saw his companion. You kind of see standing by this F-150 as Valentine kind of like walks in there with like a light spring in his step. He opens the door and he jumps in to the passenger side and you see leaning on the back of the truck, like standing there is this figure who was wearing like these jeans and a tucked in polo shirt with like stripes, white tennis shoes, has like a pay, like a little bit of a beer gut, like a dad bod, has like a, a, a one of the flip phones that are like clipped to this like black belt that is around his jeans. He's bald on top, kind of has like black hair on the sides around like a crown of black hair, has glasses and has like a really thick mustache. To be honest with you, not to generalize, but I'm going to. He looks like your typical, you know, Minnesotan, northern United States hockey dad. You know what I mean? Nothing nothing is unique, I guess. This is a face that you would lose in a crowd. You know what I mean? This just looks like anyone you would see walking down any of the suburban streets of the Twin Cities. Like like just a white Caucasian male that's a dime a dozen around these parts. But when you see, excuse me, you see Valentine goes into his truck, you see, before he does, you see this figure walk around, open the door for Valentine. And you see Valentine jump in and you see talking for a second because you're kind of like being respectful, you know. And you see them talking and then you see this figure close the door and he walks back around and he walks to within three feet of you. And you see, he doesn't look, he's not disturbed at all by your appearance. Cause we, Oh no, 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 no. I was going to ask you as soon as oh, I get okay. a chance, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. if I should, can roll my mask as soon as we start walking away. I'm not. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Go ahead then. I'm uh, sorry. I'm not I... walking around all <laughs> like, no, yeah, go ahead. Okay. I have four successes. Which what, is... what, what form are you going to take? Um, I am going to appear as a, I'm going to go with like a homeless guy. Like, uh, just kind of like a disheveled looking, you know, like just ragged person who maybe hasn't had any good meals, you know, and has like that kind of look to them where like they, they have like the messed up teeth and just like, just really like the type of person that most people seeing that person on the street, just actively avoid even looking, get making eye contact with, you know, somebody who's just like dirty and, a little smelly and just kind of uh is not pretty by any means and just like you know where it's almost like your guilt the fact that you're not in that situation makes you avoid them 
even avoid looking at them. You know what I mean? I, I see what you mean. They're definitely. Yeah. So the figure comes walking up to you. There's a moment, you know, you have a, you're good at watching people at this point too, you know, through your sire, the training and what you've been doing for like the last 20 years. But there comes a point where he's walking and he's within five feet of you. And you see that this man's look is almost the equivalent of you and the facade that you have right now. Meaning the fact that, you know, you, you know, that you can tell that he's not a canine. You can see, you know, the flushness of his skin. You can see the signs, or you can tell he's not a kindred. You can see the flushness of his skin. You can see the signs, but you know that there's something that 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 lies underneath the thin layer of his outward appearance. You know, I'm not talking about something physical, but I'm talking about while yes, this man looks like any other faceless man in the area. That there's something predatory behind this man. You know what I mean? Like something just like the way that he looks as you when he when, look at you when he comes walking up. You know, it is almost like an unhealthy self-confidence, you know, you know, through, you can tell when someone's confident, you can tell in real life when someone's confident, when they're walking with like a pep in their step or their chest out, or they're walking, you know, with a power walk, or they stand there with a power, po- their arms crossed. This guy's confidence is different. This, this guy's confidence is oily in a way, like it doesn't sit right with you. And I would almost say that the equivalent of this gentleman's confidence is almost and the same wavelength of Coach Olson's. You know, with Coach Olson, you know the monster he was, but you also saw that the confidence that he had before you gave him your dark blood, you saw all those years when he had people fooled. You know, when he was looked at like this guy who was great at working with kids for hockey and making them get to the next level, you know, but there was that oiliness of that self-confidence that just didn't sit right. And you get that with him. Not saying he's the same type of monster that Coach Olson is, but just in your gut, you know that something about him doesn't sit right. And he comes within two feet of you and he looks at you and he's like, Valentine said he will call you when he needs you next. And he's just staring at you. So um, interesting note about uh, four successes on Mask of a Thousand Faces is that uh, it includes like mannerisms, uh, gestures, like total appearance, voice, everything. So that like, it's like altering their mind at the point where they, fill in the gaps themselves you know let me ask this then out of character because what i was thinking was like when he talked when valentine talked with him valentine was like tell him you know what i mean this guy that i'll call him when i need him because obviously he serves valentine you know what i mean would that number of successes kind of make it to where his mind can't rationalize that you are you he, to- he, may, he probably doesn't realize like unless he specifically said to him like this guy is another nosferatu and, oh yeah yeah you know, no no he probably like, wouldn't have said that yeah he probably just said like tell him i'll call him when i need him yeah, you know so what i mean he's gonna see me as like this hobo and that brings out and that works good with what i was trying to convey because with him and how he is and i kind of explained in past sessions about his nature you are you are weak to him you know what i mean you're like low yeah. you know what i mean and he is a god and that's how he looks at it, you know, in his in his um psychotic mind, you know what I mean? He's a sociopath and he and, and he he yeah, I like that definitely. So he says it with like this, you can especially sense it from him when he speaks to you. Okay. So um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna let him think, you know, whatever he wants and just kind of be like, All right, yeah, cool, cool man, yeah, all right. See, there's a moment when like he turns to walk and he like looks, but he like turns to walk to like walk around the back of the truck to get in the driver's side, but he stops and he turns and looks at you. And you just see like there's, there's this moment where he's looking at you for a second 
like and i'm not saying he recognizes you at all but it's a look like you even see that more that like confidence and then he just like turns and he walks around and he gets in the truck and you just hear the loud engine of the f-150 <laughs> as it goes into life and then you see like the truck drive off as you're standing there yeah i just kind of watch them leave by the way just to to in case you don't remember from the last session where he parked like three blocks away from the park so you're a good distance away from the park now you know so you're kind of standing there as you're standing there you're you're standing where the truck is the truck took off right and you're on the sidewalk and you're on like this street that's like i said like three blocks away from the park where like you're kind of close to the park but you look like two blocks ahead you can start seeing where it gets kind of some smaller businesses you know and there's like this right now when you look when you look to the left of the sidewalk you see there's like maybe chest high there's like a a, a like red brick and there's like a fence above that to where like it's you're at the very corner end of the park but you can't like get into it because like you'd have to like jump on that brick overlay then jump over the fence and there's a sidewalk and there's a corner and you hear from around the corner like at the very edge where you can see partly you hear so they have you babysitting that little shit do they and and you look up and you see like Listen, yeah, my head like snaps around. Auspex comes on. I'm like searching. Like I didn't know I was being observed. It yeah, and you see, like on the defensive, and you recognize like right away. You see this figure. He's about six foot two, rather lanky. So he's shorter uh, than me. Oh yeah, shit, yeah, he's shorter than you. He's shorter than you. Kind of, kind of scrawny. He has like these tight, tight black jeans like the people around that like the punk rockers emo kids like wore around that time period has like these black combat boots has a black hoodie that zipped up the hoods over it and he has like this black bandana that's around his face and you and he has these black gloves and i'm not trying to make him like uber dark and mysterious but right away you know that this guy's like you know he's the black rat which is the the nos that's kind of outside of like the power core of your clan He's the outcast kind of guy. In a way, he's an outcast. Yeah, definitely. He's not in the machinations, like faces in the machinations. You know what I mean? And the reason why you and Gerald and and Elijah are in the like the power circle is because, you know, child relationship. Elijah brought Gerald over. Gerald brought you over. You know what I mean? It's a family thing. And you see this, this figure standing there. And you know like this. You know that the black rat has been around for a while. Like in the city and when i say for a while like a lot longer than you have but you know that like the black rat likes to dress like whatever like the 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 younger youth movement in the city dresses like at that moment it's not because he relates to them it's not like he's sitting there trying to look like an anarchist or trying to look like you know what i mean like a gutter punk just be blending he's blending and that's in his current current like disguise he uses when he's not obfuscated is is a gutter punk you know what i mean kind of like disguise like on the back of his hoodie you know there's probably some shitty band you know what i mean that's been like patched into there you know you know he probably smells at the moment but that's how he gets around and and you have found you know from talking to gerald that like even though that the black rat is not in the circle like he's not anyone to take lightly you know what i mean like this like this I guy mean, any kindred isn't you know exactly well that's a good point that's a very good point you know he's not outcast because he's inferior he's not really an outcast either he's just not in the circle you know what i mean he's not he's not in the decision making so uh yeah so he says that and he's just kind of standing there like leaning against her looking at you so yeah my my head snapped around and i kind of look at him uh and just take him in and then 
loosen up a bit afterwards you know because like i said he was i would have tensed up immediately like ready to throw a punch and then uh visibly relax didn't know i was being watched sorry one i heard so i heard about this kid of course no one tells me i have to find out on my own i thought i'd check out what the big deal is Mm. well you wouldn't have to find out on your own if you maybe participated a little bit more in things going on in the city Man, I don't want to bother you. Come on now. I know you're busy. I know Gerald has you busy. I know Elijah has Gerald busy. But I support whatever you guys choose, whatever you guys deem is important. But I'm a little worried, man. About what? Why are you guys so interested in him? You didn't show so much interest in face when he showed up. <clears throat> he's uh, he's new, and I was told that he's got a quest for revenge going on. So just got to make sure he doesn't cause any trouble, you know? You're fucking failing if that's the case. Why is that? And you see him look away and he kind of like looks back and you can't obviously see a smile. So I shouldn't even try to be like smiling, you know, and he's like, I heard you had an interesting talk with Philip. You heard or you listened? Oh, what are you accusing me of, man? Nothing that you haven't already shown. I don't know what they talked about, but I heard it was for a while. Mm. Why would that kid be talking to Philip? I mean, I know we have to get presented, right? Yeah. But I know when I was presented, I didn't go for a walk with Philip and have a nice little talk with him. Did you? Mm. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? You're so uptight, Lenny. It's none of my business. Don't really what? care. What? Get out of here with that shit. I don't believe that for a single fucking word. I kind of give him a wry smile at that because, like, <laughs> it is an obvious, like, it's none of my business. I don't care. No, I'm interested. I'm interested immediately, Just, but I'm playing it off like I'm not. What I'm curious about is why someone embraced the kid that's the fucked up thing why this kid's getting the delegation treatment i guess you guys gotta give him a warm welcome why this kid felt like he had to talk to the prince for so long and kind of heard that kid's an angry little son of a bitch well all i can say about uh the delegation is that if you have a problem with how he's being treated you should probably talk to gerald and as far as everything else goes, I guess we'll see. I just want to see this kid succeed, man. It's all for the family, right? It's all for the clan? Oh, wait. It's for the clan in my case, not the family. It's for the clan, right? But here's my other thing. New kid comes to town, and the first person he meets after the prince that's outside of our clan is someone who's had two members of their group end up missing, one pretty much confirmed dead, who is a whip for a clan. That's pretty powerful in here. And you were there for it. I told you. He was... He's out for revenge. For who? Someone he knew. One of the... You're going to make me guess who it is? One of the ones who's disappeared. Apparently he's... He's trying to make connections with with their friends. So... Hmm. How did that connection go? Is there any way I can help? Well... If you hear anything about the whereabouts or what might have happened to our missing kindred, that'd be helpful. I'm sure that he would be very grateful to find this out. Would you be grateful? Gerald would be grateful. Would you be grateful? Uh, I'm trying to decide if Lenny would actually... I think, yeah, yeah, he would... He kind of thinks about it for a second. Says, yeah, I would. I'm so happy to see you taking the training wheels off and flying on your own. 
Very good, Lenny. Gerald was right in adding you to the team. How about this? You tell me who that little kid's looking into right now. Maybe I'll do a little digging on whoever that is. Ophelia Juno. Apparently she was a friend. He's looking for answers. You didn't even have to talk to Gerald to make that decision, Lenny. Very good. I don't like what you're implying. I'm not implying anything. I'm implying that you're doing good things on your own. Don't you ever, like, want to get out under the yoke of the whole family? No. No, I don't. I, uh... I like I like this. You come and talk to me in 20 years and tell me if you still like it, man. Until then, I'll find you if I find anything out. You have a good night, man. I like your disguise, by the way. Very good. Gerald I'll Titan give him well. a big, like, toothy grin of, like, <laughs> fucked up, like, yellow teeth and, yeah. Watch out for that kid, man. Anyone who talks to Phil <laughs> that long, they're none but trouble, I'm sure. And he just turns around and walks around the corner. All right, so... Mr. Lenny, is there anything you'd wish to do rest of the night? Yeah. Yeah, there is. All right. All right. Let me know what it is, sir. Okay. So after that little exchange, Lenny will uh, he'll start walking down the street, you know, with like he's pondering, you know, he's thinking about it. And um, I'd say, you know, he's not really like at while he's thinking and walking, he's not really like he doesn't have an agenda on his mind yet. You know, he's just kind of for just maybe 20 minutes or so, just kind of like aimlessly walking forward and just thinking about all of that. It it takes him some time to kind of process over over things, you know. How did that make you feel that whole talk with them? Like you're saying you're processing over and everything like that. But what's going on in his head after that? I mean, because you like pretty much I, I, I the way I would articulate is with you pretty much. I don't know if this is the right analogy, but you got smacked with a bunch of different things from the black rat right now. You know what I mean? And like, I don't, this isn't a spoiler, but obviously intentionally he was trying to throw in, in this common conversation, things that he feels that would have kind of taken you off your guard a little bit. You know what I mean? Verbally to see what he could get in return. You know, it's just something that people like him, especially with his background and you don't know too much, but you know, he's been around. And I would even say that he might almost even take on, the appearance and the dressing of younger people to make himself look less capable of doing what he just tried to do there with you. You feel me? So like if a kindred sees someone dress up like a gutter punk, they won't think that this dude's been around for like 60 years. You know what I mean? So it's like classic, classic, you know, vampire tricks, especially Nosferatu. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, yeah, I would, I would even say just classic someone who brokers an information and does this kind of like, I don't want to call it espionage, but you know what I mean? Like you got the Nosferatu clan, the Twin Cities aren't sewer dwellers. You know what I mean? These are people who are out there trying to build a power base. You know what I mean? And you just kind of witnessed that. Now, it wasn't really extremely hostile, but he was definitely trying to see by shaking you what he could get. And maybe you did too in your way, you know? So how, I guess my question is, how is that making you feel as you're walking down the street trying and how you rationalize it? What, I want to know what's going on in Lenny's head right now. Lenny thinks uh, it's another person trying to take advantage of him. And he's willing to just play the part for now and just kind of let like hope maybe he dropped enough like, you know, he got he got him interested clearly. And he's like, hmm, he's going to be back. He's going to have something. He's not going to come back empty handed. And I'll just I'll just keep like I'm going to use him while he's using me just like we do. Now, that's just kind of what's going through his head. So he's kind of thinking of like, well, all right, I'm going to have to find something for him later. Anything he says 
specifically stick out with Lenny at the moment? Like anything he said that's like like that maybe made Lenny feel off center for a second or no? No, no, not Lenny wouldn't feel like thrown off by that conversation at all. Okay, cool, definitely. Now, uh, what about the conversation with the prince? Lenny's indifferent to the the prince. You know, he he just does what he says because that's what that's what he's told he's supposed to do. Lenny has a mission. And like he's focused on that mission. I feel yeah. definitely, yeah, I like that about Lenny. He's a soldier. For lack of a better term, he's like a soldier, you know what I mean? And a highly trained one, you know, at what he does. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty close to what his con- the concept for him was. So he's not, uh, he's not looking at it as like, oh, I need to find this out because, you know, there's some juicy stuff going on. And personal it's more gain. like, yeah, not personal gain. It's more for him. It's like he knows that if he figures out what's happening, you know, that's power and you can use that power in any kind of sort of way. And he doesn't even need to be the one who uses that power. He's just the one wielding it like for someone else, maybe, you know? So he doesn't, he doesn't have a personal stake in this at all. He's just more like, I'm going to play this game. I'm going to figure out what's happening. And uh, yeah. So after you're walking down the street, how long do you like walk and think about this and contemplate all this? maybe maybe 20 30 minutes like he he doesn't spend you know the next like four hours walking around until like the sun is starting to rise or something no uh just uh he's, he's thinking about that and then he will um start thinking to himself you know i uh he 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 needs to he needs to get ahead of what is happening right there's a lot of stuff unraveling a lot of things happening right now and at the moment Lenny's just kind of reacting to everything. So he needs to kind of start being more proactive. Okay. Like so that's, that. so he thinks he sees like, okay, you know, he's walking and he's thinking about this and he's like, what can I do to be more, you know, proactive and, and get involved in this. And so Lenny is going to, did I get the phone number for, um, uh, Kaitao? Did I get that? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. You have his number. Cause you guys talked on the phone before you met. So yeah, you have Kaitao's number. Yeah. Okay, so he's going to take out his phone. He's going to text, and his text message is going to say he wants to he wants to send a text message to Kai Tao, something along the lines of, uh, you know, just remember, you know, I'm reaching out f- uh, to help you. If there's anything specific you need me to do, I can uh, I can look into things without being seen. You know, just kind of like a kind of something along those lines, like, hey, look, you. If you if you have any leads you want me to follow up on, you know, like kind of like this little sort of uh, it's like, hey, you know, I know yeah, you yeah. need help. And this and this is his only like real lead into this right now. So he's he's going to reach out to him and be like, hey, look, here's a text message, you know, and just leave it at that and see if he responds. If you want to respond, Katal, you can. If not, just let me know. So, yeah, I do want to text once I see that I'll text back saying how are they you mean like when you say unseen, literally or metaphorically? Oh, he's like unseen, literally or metaphorically. Like, oh, literally. Yeah. All right. Here's a man you should keep an eye on when you have free time. Roman Dunstern. That's it. That's that's all you said. Is that, uh, I'll say like a and uh, he's an interesting individual. You might see why. Okay. So when he sends that, uh, Chris, he, the name Roman Dunstern have. I, I've, I'm trying to recall if we had discussed that, if that's a n- name that come up with Lenny at all before, or... 
it was brought up to you and it was I brought did. up in yeah. the first session when Gerald talked to you and he said right now there seems to be some kind of weird calamity in the city between Rita Giovanni and her associates which her associate Roman Duncern and, uh, and another yeah. another group or force in the city but they don't know who yet you know what I mean it's very like very 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 on the down low and when I say other group I don't mean the cordery i just mean like some kind of rumbling going on in the city between them that was one of the things that they were hoping that you might uncover so yes okay so yeah okay i do i do i did remember something like that so i i know i'm not crazy all right um then i'm going to send another text to gerald saying uh do you know where i can find roman duncern he sends the text message back hard to track have address, don't know if currently located. He sends the address or track Rita Giovanni. Be careful if that if that is the route you take. I'm going to reply to him. Address is what I need. Thanks. We'll update soon. And I'm going to go to that address. So this address is on the outskirts of Minneapolis again. It's in a suburb, but it's in like a snooty, rich suburb of minneapolis how as far is it from where i'm at i would say it's maybe like 40 minutes from where you're at and i'd say right like, now it's like 12 30. uh yeah like a bus bus ride car yeah yeah okay. it's on the outskirts of me yeah it's not like like this this <coughs> is in a secluded area where people have like nice homes you know for those of you who don't remember way back in twin city by night negligence there was a scene that took place at this house and it's in like a that that time was in the winter and these houses were very like nice and like kind of separate you know what i mean and it was like yeah so it's kind of like in a nicer area that's not within the city as much you know so i can find like transportation through like a cab maybe yeah you could do a cab if, if you want to definitely yeah you could take a bus maybe i mean like the cab would be quicker i would say the cab is definitely quicker yeah i've got the time now so i want to do it i'm gonna oh. go by there and maybe catch a cab and because again uh, I, I have yeah. the mask going so i'm not Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna make you re-roll the mask. Don't worry about it. Cabby you... may not like having me in his car, but I'm a paying customer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you are standing there and you start like flagging down the cab and you see this cab like it's like this yellow light like like um like compact car. It's not like you know, like the normal cabs that you see. These are like one of the cab companies that it's not like a yellow cab, it's like you know, one of those smaller ones where they actually paint their cars like kind of green or whatever, and you see like a random name and you see he like pulls over and you see like the Bobby little... Mitchell's cab service. Yeah, 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 exactly. Some random stuff. Yeah, and you see like the cab light is like on top, you know what I mean? And you see like the window rolls down and you see the driver's looking through the passenger side at you, and he's like, You need a cab? Yeah. You got money? Yeah, I got money, man. Come on. Let me see the money. You're not trying to rob me, are you? I started fishing out like a wallet. It's like, see, I got, I got, I got cash. I got cash. All right, get in the back. I'll f hold the phone up to him. You take me here? Showing him the address. He looks at there. He's like, yeah, if you're paying, I guess. You know they don't <coughs> like, not trying to be a dick, but they don't like. They don't, ah, like... You don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just take me where I need to go, man. Hey, see your fucking money, man. Get in the back seat. The doors unlock, you know, as you get in the back seat. He starts driving off and he, you know, you're going through the city and you're kind of looking out the windows and you see like, you know, the lights from the overheads and you just see like you're burning down the, the cabs burning down the road. He gets on a 
he gets on a freeway for a little bit takes like the 10th exit as you get off the exit you start seeing like there's you're seeing like this is like definitely like a nicer neighborhood where you get into there's no like convenience stores and there's no like gas stations and there's actually no like locally owned businesses after a while like when you first get off there might be like a like a hair salon nicer hair salon type place or like a gym you know like one of those like lifetime fitness gyms those huge gyms that have like a like a have a, a water park like in the back you know that are multi-storied and and then you start seeing like these houses come and these houses are like few and far apart you know what i mean when i'm talking about like these are homes that are probably like five to six thousand square feet homes and maybe seven thousand square feet homes his is probably seven thousand square feet where he's at that are on like a half acre of land you know what i mean that have like drive like driveways that go up and like like that go up in front of the house you know for like multiple cars if you have multiple cars yeah. and have like four or five car garages and then like yes they do have neighbors you know what i mean but usually it's like you can't look through the windows of the neighbors unless you're on the side of the house. So that's the type of neighborhood that you're getting into. So you see like the, as you're going into the neighborhood, he's like, you want me to like drop you off that house or you just want to get in the neighborhood or what are you saying? Just, just down the street. Just down the street. Okay. I got you. And he like stops literally like, you know, like it's a couple blocks away, you know, where the house is at, but he stops before like the, cause you see like there's these two, like what's the word I'm thinking of like brick pillars that are before the neighborhood. You know what and I mean? They have like, you know, Woodrow Estates. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And the car stops. He's like, all right, that's like, you know, whatever, $35. I'll pay him. Do you tip? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't want to piss him off. You know, I. Lenny is not a... Uh, he's careful. Rude. He doesn't want to attract... Yeah, exactly. He's not... It's a, a little weird already that he's like this homeless dude, like, you know, with enough cash to catch a cab right out here into the ritzy neighborhood. He doesn't want this guy, like, causing yeah, I feel problems. Yeah definitely so you get out of the car and he's like you want me to stay here man or you got here call my number and he's like he's like gives you a card if you need me to pick you up you call me and i'll come pick you up okay yeah man thanks yeah yeah you know how cabbies are like that you take them once and you know here i'm gonna call me directly if you need a cab <laughs> yeah, next call me if you need yeah. yeah 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 so he uh the car takes off and you're left standing there what are you doing um he's going to Look around. I'm gonna use Auspex hearing and just kind of listen to see if I can hear like uh, maybe the sound of uh, well anything. Just listen to my surroundings. So you stop for a second and you close your eyes and you just focus on your hearing and you feel yourself expand out when you do it. You know, you you stop and you pause everything. You know, you 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 take away your mental focus from like your 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 sight with your your eyes being closed and your touch you try not to like feel the hoodie that's really on you you know what i mean or the smell and you just really try to focus on your hearing and you start feeling like you're you're you're, you're being more receptive to the sounds around you and you actually really don't hear like too much you hear like gentle wind going through leaves on these trees you know and you hear like the nightlife of the insects that are around there and you very very gently like maybe hear tv coming through a window you know of a nearby house you know what i mean or something like that but it's very quiet you know in this neighborhood this is a neighborhood that likes itself to be quiet at night you know what i mean why people spend these extravagant amount of money for these huge homes is because they want to don't want to be around loudness so you, if you hear that you kind of realize that like it's almost a tranquil peace that resides in this neighborhood here yeah okay um so 
taking all that in, he will start walking towards uh, just looking at the street names and everything, you know, just navigating his way towards the uh, the address he was given. You're just walking normally in your obfuscated form? or are you? Um, I was actually thinking I would go in unseen presence, just like totally invisible, you know, yeah. just if there's anyone who's like looking out there, you know, because like they probably have like the neighborhood watch and some yeah. nosy old lady who's gonna do like what what happened in the previous session exactly <laughs> exactly I can tell you that there was, <laughs> there was we some don't weird shenanigans we going on there yeah exactly we don't, we don't need none of that so <laughs> and you don't have to roll anything for unseen presence right not unless you like do something that brings attention to yourself okay gotcha so you're just walking along so as you walk along you start coming to, to where the street that this house resides on starts going uphill a little bit. And as you're going uphill, walking along the sidewalk, are you going to, let me ask you this. Are you walking along the sidewalk that would the house would be on, on that side of the street? Or are you walking on the, uh, across the street? Do you understand what I mean? Like, this, um, yeah. It, well, if, um, if he's able to like determine before he, like, if it's not like on the corner or something then he'd probably be across. Okay. So he can kind of, uh, you know, have a little bit of a view further back. Exactly. That that's what I was figuring. So you come walking and you know that the house is coming up on the right. Now, unlike the last time that we visited in the story of this house, it's obviously not the winter time. So now the the street light illuminates the, the front of the house where the front of uh, surrounding the house is this like a gate, like a cast iron gate that comes along maybe like like 50 yards in the front and then you can kind of see it goes back throughout you know the green yard on the side between the houses to the left and right you see that the gate can be there's like actually kind of like two gates there's one that's like can be opened and that's open right now and that's a bigger one that where like a car can drive through and then there's one that's smaller that that can be open where people can walk up the sidewalk that goes to the actual house, the front door of the house, right? You see this large house. It's like a beige colored house. It has like these columns that are, you know, that you see like in a, usually in these styles of houses, like these huge two columns out on the front. It kind of, it supports this overhead that comes over the front door. The front door is actually like a double door. And you see that there's like five steps that go down from it that lead to the sidewalk. You see on the left, there's like a huge garage door and then like a smaller garage door. So it looks like there's like a three gar car garage. And then there's like a one car garage door there too. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. You see like the front lawn <laughs> is very well taken care of. And there's like this really thick like oak tree that's in the front. But like I said, like, this is a half acre lot so it's like a quarter of acre so it's a rather large you know what i mean like front yard you see that they're on the front door that there's two large windows like on the side like curved windows you know for people to look if they want to look who's knocking on the door yeah but you also see that yeah you see also there's like a picture window a rather large picture window to the right and you see that this house is multiple stories because you can see that there are windows that are on top mm -hmm. that's actually kind of how Katow saw what he saw because what happened with Roman that he saw way back when was on the second story, but Katow was kind of like standing on a hill. You remember Katow went over and yeah, was like a yeah. yard and could kind of like ha see within there, and that's what he witnessed at the moment. I just want to know how far like apart the houses themselves are. Like, is there a big space between them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, and the, the, 
again, to kind of go back to the, when that happened, original scene, Jonathan Chase was going on the left side of the house. Like what Katow saw was on the right side. Jonathan was trying to go on the left side and he he botched a role and a, the neighbor noticed. Rich Snooty probably saw him on the camera or whatever, you know what I mean? Or through the window. I was like, what are you doing here? You know what I mean? So, yeah. but but also there's someone that is sitting on like a rocking chair in the front. And at first you're looking at this person sitting on the rocking chair at the front and you're like, is this Roman Dunstern? And you're like, but you can tell like after a moment of like your, uh, how attentive you are to people that this is probably someone, he looks bored. Like he's sitting there, like he has to sit there. He's not like looking like someone who's sitting there because they're enjoying looking, you know what I mean? At this yard, it's someone who's forced to sit there. Hello folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by! We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. The central district is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city?
Neon Masquerade. The Demon's Mirror. Thirteen Candles. Three Chronicles running through the undead veins of the City of Angels. The Esoteric Order of Roleplayers Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the duets tag to find out more. like World of Darkness? Do you want to introduce your friends to it? But there's one problem. Nobody reads books anymore. This presents you with a problem, doesn't it? You want to get your friends into these awesome games, but they don't have the time or wherewithal to read any of them. Well, that's where Brett the Hitman comes in. Brett the Hitman, your one-stop shop on YouTube for all things related to World of Darkness. Currently in the middle of his Werewolf the Apocalypse series, which is showing tremendous growth. It's going to the moon! That's right, watch Brett the Hitman and you will get style. Flare. Humor. <laughs> and of course, some dank meme magic. Fucking normies. <laughs> Brett the Hitman on YouTube at youtube.com slash I love other people's misery. So watch now. If only for the dank memes. Tune in today. Oh, <laughs>